You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Woo! You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. Pie eaten. Jeremy Wallman. That I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Woman. And I'm Eric Cornish. And we're back. Back to back. Because last time we had like a long um, break between our shows, but this time we're, we're on a normal weekly schedule. So I'm, I'm feeling good here, guys. Got to give the people what they want, Daniel. They want more Ringside. What does everybody want? Well, that, but in... More ringside. Yeah, exactly. More ringside. <laughs> I think we also ought to congratulate. We forgot to talk about it last week, but uh, uh, Uncle Al just celebrated yes. his 40th anniversary as a pro wrestler. So congratulations to I need a, the Mr. Al and Snow. I'll add the applause um, effect, maybe I'll remember. But yes, um, it, yes, congratulations, Al, Papa Al, Uncle Al, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Shinobi. Yes. Shinobi. Um, thank you, Alfred. Um, Alan, I don't know which one. I think Alan is, or is it Alfred? It is Alan. I it's think Alan. it's Alan. Yeah, it's for real. Yeah, I no, we'll just roll with Alan. Yeah, we'll roll with Alan. Appreciate that. Leaf, Alan. possibly. <laughs> Leaf. Um, anyways, uh, thank you for helping my career and continue to make this area great with wrestling, indeed, and being my best friend. Oh. He says it all the time, so it's it's got to be true. Well, yeah, maybe so. All right. So uh, this week, guys, we're going to be talking about um, the best Hell in the Cell, the greatest, I called it in the last episode, the greatest Hell in the Cell matches. And uh, I think the ideal is uh, for us to kind of just each, we don't, we normally do, we each kind of pick different ones. We're each going to have a favorite of ours that we're going to pick that we think is the greatest. And then we'll have some bunch of kind of honorable mentions. I have about three or four written down. I think Jeremy, too. I know that. I'm, yeah, I Eric, do. I'm sure you have a few written down as well, right? I do. I don't know that anybody could... Or I won't say my number one, but I don't know. And I'm actually not even going to do... There, there's one that's head and shoulders above all the rest. Well, of I was going to say, can we just throw that one out there? Because I have a feeling we're all thinking it. Well, hang on for a second. Hang on for that. So, oh. you know, this is a good time to do this because WWE does have their Hell in the Cell pay per view now. Um, here's the thing. I I, I want to bring this up. Um, we're talking about matches themselves. These matches could have took place at the Hell in the Cell pay per view, which a few years ago they started doing that, or it could have took place at other events when they just did a Hell in the Cell match when it used to be spread out, which is the way I like it. I like when a Hell in the Cell match is just randomly happens at a WrestleMania or SummerSlam or even an Armageddon or even the Judgment Day or whatever pay per view you want to call it. It just happens at that pay per view. It because of that feud leads to a heart Hell in the Cell. It's not that hey, this is the year that we. This is the type of year t- time of year that we're going to do Hell. 
in the Cell pay-per-view, so we've got to have one or two Hell in the Cell matches. Right. So it's actually, despite what you said, a little less random. It's a little more focused on how you know you yes. get there because I feel like when you get to the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, it's like, yeah, that time of year, throw it in a cage. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, so, and, and granted, there's been some great Hell in the Cell matches that we might even talk about in those pay-per-views that has happened, but I feel like those stories have made it you led to a Hell in a Cell match that made sense um, in that aspect. Now, Hell in a Cell used to take place in October of every year. This year, it's in June. Um, not sh- the, the last year, did they did they do this as well in, in the middle of the summer? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I have to think about it. But I know it used to always take place in... in um, used to always take place in... Yeah, they did it in June last year as well. So they must somehow, in 2021, they decided to switch it uh, to June... And um, not sure why, uh, because the previous years it was always done um, in uh, in October. And uh, yeah, well, maybe they just figured hell was hotter in June than it is in October. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess so. Um, just just a guess there, but like I said, there there's one match that I mean, I don't care who you are. It's it's uh, as as Eric started to say. Could we go ahead and throw it out? There's one, but I've got a list of ones that do you, not I bet include you the one it. You're, th- you're thinking of does not include this match because this is not one of my top. No, I'm not talking about the event. This is the great. There's no argument. It's it's King of the Ring '98. It's Mankind and Undertaker. That's nope. the greatest one ever. No, it it's is. Not. No, it's not. It is. It's not in my opinion. All right, so we're gonna start. Well, I figured somebody would say it. I didn't put it on my list either, but I, I figured it's the one that everybody's going to talk I thought, about. Right. I thought Absolutely. one of you all would have it because I think because in my mind I'm like ah, everybody talks about this match being the greatest and it's really not. But I agree. Match. I agree. It's not the greatest. It's the most memorable though. It's the most iconic. Yes. Only because of two things that happened with of the, uh, the match. The whole match itself was not that great. It was just two big bumps. Think about it. It was two big bumps that happened that caused that match to be iconic. I can tell Jeremy disagrees. Yeah, plus I'm rubbing my foot. I've got a, a cramp, so I, I disagree. I disagree, and I'm rubbing my foot. Full disclosure. But uh, yeah, I, I just think it's and and I did some research earlier today, and it's like out of the ten lists that I looked at, it was ranked number one on nine of them and number two on the tenth one. So. But there's lots of great ones, and I've got ones that maybe aren't on people's lists uh, as well. So I'm I'm ready to talk about the good old HIAC. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna like I'm I could just go with my number one and then give you my honorable mentions, or I can go with I can I can just explain different ones. Let's how about we all give one that we really really like, and then we can kind of go through some other ones. Gotcha. All right, and then some bad ones maybe. We can definitely talk about some bad ones. Um, all right, that's fine. We can do that. That's, that sounds good. Um, all right. Well, let me, if, if you don't mind, let me start here because I, sure. I want to piggyback off what we just talked about. The, the one that everybody talks about, of course, is the Mick Foley and, and Undertaker. One of my favorites, and, I, and I'll go ahead and put it at the top because I do think it's, it's really good. It came on the heels of that. And basically what they try to do was, in a safer way, recreate a lot of the stuff that they did in that match. And that was Triple H versus Cactus Jack, and that was in 2000. And I, I believe that that was, again, they wanted to try to recreate the big bumps, but they wanted to make them safer. Uh, and, of course, they had the you know, the the two-by-four wrapped in barbed wire on fire and all that stuff. But it was, again, it was all done a lot more safely. And, of course, you had, you know, you didn't have Undertaker who was hobbling around on a broken ankle and, 
you had Cactus who had, you know, was going into retirement at the time. So I, I think it was a lot more well done. It was a lot more well thought out. The Hell in a Cell had now been around for about, you know, three years. So they, they knew how to, you know, they knew how to navigate it. Um, but to me, that's probably my favorite Hell in a Cell match. Okay. That was at No Way Out 2000, if I, if I remember correctly. And that was the yes, title no versus <laughs> career uh, match. Yeah, I enjoyed that one thoroughly as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do I did enjoy that one. That, one, that, one's, that one's up there. And what's funny is that, um, you know, that's one of those ones that when you look at Hell in a Cell, it did not include The Undertaker. So um, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, matches in the, a lot of the matches at that point are, are most of them, the, the most iconic ones did include The Undertaker. So that one did not. So that was, uh, yeah, you're right. That's, that's, that's a good match. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to just go on with mine and, and then obviously, cause I'm talking now. So I'll just transition to that. I, I, I have a, my favorite Hell in a Cell match and I, I still think it's the best one of all time. And it happened on October 5th, 1997. It was the very first Hell in a Cell at Bad Blood in Your House. It was the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. And um, that also revealed uh, that was the where the debut of Kane, too. It happened at the same night. So I, just that, Matt, it was the first time we've ever seen it. I remember how I felt as a kid watching it. I remember how bloody Shawn Michaels got, and he still had that scar to this day on this in his, in his, through his forehead of what happened in that match. Um, I just and they actually went to the top of the cage as well. They, people don't, they, but it was a little different. Shawn Michaels hung from the hung from the side and fell on the um, on the announcer table, and just a lot of cool things happened. And and uh, in that match, of course, like I said, Kane debuting. Uh, unfortunately, that's the same date that Brian Pillman passed away. So there's a there's a lot of lot to that date, but um, but but I do remember that, and that to me it was hard. I mean, granted, yes, iconically, Mankind and Taker, King of the Ring '98, supposedly outdid it, but in my mind, overall, from top to bottom, match to finish, no, that 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 was still that's still my favorite and still the best of all time, in my opinion. And, and, and that's not a bad one. I mean, it was ranked number two on most of the, and it was the number one on the one I talked about earlier, where, uh, where the the Taker, uh, Mick Foley one was ranked number two. It was number one on that one. But I'm gonna go, and I'm not even gonna go with my because those two um, are are two of my favorite. Just that everybody talks about. Before you move on to yours, Jeremy, sure. can I can I make a yeah, comment yeah, on, this, absolutely, on this? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I love this match. I really do. And I think the only problem I have with this match is that twice it ruins the gimmick on the very first time out. Like twice during the match, because you have, I guess, what was it? The bump on it was a cameraman or referee or somebody where they originally had to unlock the door. The referee, and that's how they the get bu- to the, the top. cameraman. The cameraman is it the ref- yeah, yeah. cameraman? So that's what how they have to get to the top. And then later on in the match, you ruin the whole gimmick with Kane coming down and just ripping the door off. Yeah, so, but, but but that but that though was to put over Kane being this, right. This and, I, and I think that's female. almost the entire reason for having the hell in the cell in the first place. And I, I guess maybe they didn't know it would continue on, but like you know, the whole gimmick of the match was it's got a top on it, it's around the ring, you can't get in, you can't get out, and from the very first time, we're already going to the top of the cage. So it's one of those things, like, where do we go from here? And so it's only gone down. So now when you have the Hell in a Cell matches where nobody gets out, nobody bleeds, nobody goes to the top, it's kind of well, like, well, I think, boo. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think, though, 
back it up on that. I, I see from a creative standpoint when you're thinking of something, and I and being sitting with Al before and watching his head spin, is when you have the you know you're you're trying to put over Kane with this is so you you build it. No one can get in. No one can get out. Blah blah. blah. This, this has a ceiling. Has a top. Has a this. Has a that. No one. Then that that is to set up Kane to come and pull the door open to show how little monster he is. I get that whole point of it. So that the only one though I will have to say. Is you're talking about the cameraman and then going to the top and kind of ruins the gimmick. But I have a feeling what happened that day is you know how talent is. Sean and Taker got to looking and going, oh man, we need to do something on the top of this. And then they had to start getting creative on how they can get to the top once they're inside. That's the only thing that I can think of that probably wasn't the original plan. But then when they started going over their match, they were like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's, how can we get to the top? Okay, well, we got to get, well, let's hurt a cameraman. Okay. If we hurt a cameraman, then we can have to open the door to get him out of there. And that'll cause us to go to, you know, like they came up with a Pat Patterson mm-hmm. probably came up with that idea. So, and it still made an awesome match, but it's yeah. kind of like one of those things where it's like, this is the first hell in the cell we have. It's kind of like, you're the opening match on a card. Don't go outside the ring. Don't use weapons. No low blows. Yeah. You know, this is our first hell in the cell. So don't ruin the gimmick. <laughs> you know, the first time out still made but, for a great but, match. But I'm not hating on the match. Though. I don't think they ruined it. I think, I think it, it still to this day is one of the, the best gimmick matches of all time. And then, and, and, uh, I don't think they were, I think there's other matches that's ruined it, but I don't think this one. Sure. I don't think the first one. I mean, I get what you're saying. I totally get it. I get your your devil's advocate and all that. I totally get that. But at the same time, I don't think it was as bad. I think if anything, it made me made me feel like Kane was big was a bigger monster star at that moment than than uh, what sure. we heard or realized. Him is like we need to watch out, and of course. It was one of those, well, oh, oh shit, this guy's going to really literally like go after the Undertaker and probably bury him, you know, or whatever, yeah. or kill him or, you know, so yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Jeremy, do you have a take on it? I mean, I, I can't remember. You said a couple things, but do you? Yeah, yeah. No, I was, uh, I, I, I liked it. I mean, I had, I had no, I had no issues with, with that being a selection. It, it definitely was a, a moment that I remember from, from growing up. So, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, my first one that I'm going to pick is, and again, it's not necessarily my favorite because I think we've already talked about some of my favorites, but it's one I don't think get as much attention as it should. And it was uh, WrestleMania 28. It was yes. the end of an era. Yes. Shawn, Michael, or Shawn Michaels was a special referee. Undertaker and Triple H, those guys put in work that match. And if I remember correctly, Undertaker got to the back and passed out, maybe from uh, from exhaustion. Uh, I, I believe that's what how the uh, the folklore is told. But man, th- those two guys, especially at that stage in both of their careers, just left it all. And I know I realize we've really only talked about three people now: Triple H, Undertaker, <laughs> and Shawn Michaels, and they're all three. Uh, well, no, Mick Foley, he wasn't involved in that. But but yeah, it, th- that would probably be. If I had to take those other ones out, that would be my favorite. Yes, yeah, uh, favorite here. one. I have that listed as my number two of all time, and that literally is my number two of all time. You're absolutely right. That 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 match was amazing. Um, yeah, WrestleMania 28, uh, which was in uh, Miami, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe right. so. Yeah, that was right. um, yeah, that was by far uh, it, it, the emotion that put you on, and you know where. You had Triple H trying to beat the streak after losing, after not not winning it, or not beating it in 27 the year before, and then Sean two years in a row couldn't beat it. So you had his 
part of it where he's like, I can't, but he's also like trying to, you know, help his buddy beat the streak, but at the same time, not wanting his buddy to beat the streak. So it's, ah, such good storytelling. So good. Um, It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good one too, which I did not have on my list, but thank you for bringing that up because that was a really good one. Um, I've got another one on my list here that, that is one of my honorable mentions and it may not be the one everybody's going to think about when I say, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. Of course, they had that really good one in, in 2015 after you know the streak was already over and all that stuff. I want to go back to t- 2002. 2002. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy 2002. I will never forget that because that that's still in the crowning of Brock Lesnar. He was still trying to become that monster and to beat The Undertaker in a hell in the cell. And then that shot at the very end with Lesnar standing up on top with the belt on top of the cell. That was that was pretty sweet, and I think that was even almost more so than beating The Rock earlier that year. I think that was more of a crowning of Brock beating Taker. No, oh, there's the shot, and that was that was his rookie year. Uh, yeah, you are correct on that. So, yeah, I mean, I I love that. Sorry, <laughs> y'all were waiting for. Yeah, I mean that 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 re- you're right. That crown Brock that made him as as the wrestling linguist linguistics uh, people that like to talk in wrestling um, that made him. I don't and, know what this has to do with pasta, but right. Uh, I mean, sometimes talking to you all is impossible. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, gosh, I hate, how do you do that all the time, Daniel? I just I don't get it. But no, this it, it was unheard of. This is a rookie that's coming in and just running over everybody an ovw rookie at that uh an ovw guy that's come into the company and run rough shot over everybody so i loved it it was something different it was during those times when people are like this is all the same thing it's either triple h or rock or it's hogan or and then this gave them some fresh meat this i believe he debuted during one of the very first wwe drafts and you know, beat up somebody after their match was over with. Who, who was the first person he came in the ring and made contact with in his debut? Daniel Spencer. Alan Snow. I mean, they, they, they're like twins, so I'm, I get half credit for that. But no, <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really, uh, and if I remember, Undertaker was injured. He had a broken hand, maybe. I think you're right. Yeah. That he was heavily protecting during the match. So yeah, this gave me all kinds of new new respect for Taker, and uh, it it re it reestablished my old respect for Taker and gave me all kinds of new respect for Brock Lesnar. And this was it, and I love that match. I, I do. That that's definitely in my top my top five of all time. Yeah. Um, another one of my uh, honorable mentions is. Um, I mean, it's most it's most recent, and, and you know we we've seen um, most recently the women, um, you know, get involved and do hell in the cells. But I believe this was might be the second, might be the third, but I believe it was the second hell in the cell women did. But it was it was hell in the cell twenty nineteen for the Raw cha- Women's Championship. It was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Becky, uh, Sasha, and Charlotte had a pretty decent one. Um, the first one ever, and it was pretty good. And I was like, "Wow!" But then they outdid they outdid uh, Charlotte and Sasha. Although Sasha was in the match, 
So you know, but man, that was that was uh, you know that was she was Becky was still the man at the time and <laughs> doing her thing. Neither one of those were the best women's Hell in the Cell match of all time, but they're pretty good one, really good ones. There's one that was. I mean, I feel like if you watch them and you remember them, that that's head and shoulders above the rest of no, them. There's, but there's there's another honorable mention of a women's that came a little bit after that, but but um, I. I this one just, I don't know. There's something about, again, going back to my original, my one, my the in your house, and then you have other ones that are that good and iconic and had these moments, but it's like there's certain, there's something about those first ones that kind of like you you remember. It's all about what you remember. You know, I mean, and, and uh, you've heard it said before. You don't, you know, you only remember the finish. But if there's things in those matches that you remember, your emotion you took you into it in those matches, and then you go see something else, and the other match may be good, but it doesn't take you to that same personally, emotionally that it, other one took you. You could be a great match, but you might be you're going to be more invested in that other match, and that's why I was more invested in this match than I was the other one. The other one was great. I know which one you're talking about. We're going to talk. You're, you're probably going to. And I'll let you mention it in a second. The other one was great. Thank you, thank you, kind sir. And and it had Sasha in it as well. But it 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 still in my I was more invested in this one than I was in that one. And but that's not well, knocking. That's it, that's your fault. Uh. I'm just saying that's not knocking <laughs> what they did. I'm not saying they didn't go out there and tear down the house because they absolutely did. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it, it was probably. It almost was. It, it was <laughs> instead of the, the main event that night. It was the better. It was the best Hell in the Cell match until the main event. But other than that, it was, you know, it it, it didn't do what that one did for me. I don't know. That's it. That's just my opinion. Well, again, you're allowed to have a wrong opinion, and uh, so so my next one I'm going to bring up is 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 Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship versus Sasha Hell in the Cell. 2020 it was the first time that these two faced off in a hell in the cell it actually i think was the first time they faced off on the main roster in general it was it was like a five-year run of them being best friends and this was this was during the pandemic as well they were the women's tag team champions at the time if i remember correctly and uh it just it meant to hold somebody it was and then the match let's not talk about the storyline the match was almost like, and I will say this right now: the greatest women's match of all time is Sasha and Bailey at Takeover Brooklyn. You can, mm-hmm. you can, you can maybe sway me, sway me on that. I don't think so, but this match was almost like that, but in the in the cell. Um, I mean, you got Bianca and Sasha last year, and then you got Bianca and Becky this year. That's about. I mean, that's like right there with. Bailey, Sasha, Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, and this was Bailey's first ever Hell in the Cell match, too. And at, at that point, Sasha and she may still be. I think she broke this record last year. But at this point, Sasha was zero three in Hell in the Cells. She just could not win a Hell in the Cell match at that point. Again, I don't her, out. She, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. Um. But th- but this was Sasha's first win. Sorry, this was Sasha's first win inside of Hell in the Cell. She did that bank statement around the chair, 
and it was just sick, man. It was it was awesome. So I I really enjoyed that one. I I feel like just just as passionate as I am about Taker and Mick Foley being number one male Hell in a Cell of all time, I feel like this one is leaps and bounds. Not to knock any of the other ones or your choice, but I think that this one was uh, was the best. Okay. Well, I'll also uh, talk about a, a pandemic Hell in a Cell. Um, and that was the uh, Roman Reigns Jey Uso yeah. match. That was the I Quit match. That we was talked about that, that before was the good show. storytelling. That was yeah. really good storytelling, and yes, it, it was, was it, it was done in a way that you couldn't do every Hell in a Cell match that way. It had to be part of the pandemic to do it the way it was done, Correct. and I think it it led to a story that's still running today. So I I I, I love that match. No, no, and that's that's I just mentioned before. If I'm not mistaken, Bailey and Sasha was on that same show, correct? Yeah, and and that was that match was better than the which I thought was a great one, the Randy and and Drew match earlier, and then they happened to outdo them, and then that just out. It was like each one said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna." You know, okay, all right. I'm gonna do. We're gonna yeah. do better. I'm gonna do better here. And they, went but that was there. using using Jimmy in the match, and then using it to lead to the I quit, and it, it was all just building to where we are now in the bloodline. I mean, just to think, like how long of a storyline that came to be. Um, I, I I love that's kind of the seeds of that, and uh, that that that's just a great underrated match that I don't think a lot of people. Would say if you if you gave somebody a top five, I don't think a lot of people would say that match. But Actually, I think if you no, look at we, it closely, we, we both believe it or not. I mean, we do intelligent no, folks like us. No, but, but what was funny <laughs> was before you popped on the the show, we were just kind of throwing down. Me and me and Jeremy both said that match is probably is for sure in our top. It's not in our top three, but we have it in our top five easily. Yep, like yep. yeah. yeah. So. wasn't for your slow uh, computer, you'd have been in on that conversation. <laughs> you'd have been on the conversation. We could have tagged you. We could have had a six-man Hell in the Cell conversation then. You know, another Hell in the Cell, though, that, that we forget about um, that actually was really good and, and it's not been done very much is the uh, the Usos versus the New Day. Uh, that was my final one on my list. That was yeah. my final one, too. And, Daniel, you jack in. I told you that before the show that that no, was going to be not. my third one. No, you did not. I did, too. You did I absolutely not. Did not. I brought up not. the New Day versus never, the Usos. I would have never. And then I said, oh, that reminds me. Was it Roman? So you just weren't paying attention to I it. did not say that. I did not know that you said that was your final one. You just, I thought we were That's just what led me one. to the Roman versus. I, know, I was like, was I it thought, Roman versus Jimmy or Roman versus Jimmy? Oh, it was Roman versus Jimmy. Yeah. But I thought we were just, talk, I thought we were just talking no, about it. I just didn't know that was your Jimmy. final one. I'm so sorry. I would not have. But those guys, and, and yeah, I mean, go, even go they ahead. had such a big feud that lasted so many years that deserved to be in a cell. I mean, that was one of those that it, the cell warranted. The feud, yes. you know what I mean. Yes, and 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 you did take my WrestleMania 28 one, but I didn't do that on purpose. But I'm just saying, you already took one. <laughs> mm-hmm. one it's called I, payback. So I it's the, there's a W payback sizzle. <laughs> I didn't, um, but I actually did not mean to mean to step on your foot on that. Honestly, I didn't think mm-hmm. you were going to or toes or however you say it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you were going to go um, go that route at all. But yes, that that was a great Hell in a Cell match. Um, I mean, and, and I don't think has that has there ever has it. Has it been the first and only tag team Hell in a Cell? No, no. no. There's been other ones. No, it was and, the and last we'll to that one. if we talked about the bad ones. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's right. There is a couple uh, bad ones in there. I, I remember now. There is there is one bad one for sure. Um, yeah. Ooh, terrible. 
Um, well, there's there's um, I didn't realize this one. There's there's a tag match with Steve Austin and Undertaker versus Mankind and Kane. That yeah, literally that was, was on, on Raw, Raw, like right yeah. before, uh, right after Hell in the Cell, the fir- very first one, I think. Or, either that or right before. Let's see. No, it was literally the it was literally the week before the Undertaker and Mankind match. Got it. Okay. On Raw. Oh, that's right. Because of the whole feud, where because Steve Austin's taking on Kane for the title, and that's why Mankind had to come back down, and there was involvement with all all four of them in the end of the match. That's right. (laughs) All right, now remember that. So I guess I'm going to make my third one since Deputy Deuce Canoes over here took my last (laughs) one. I'm going to do the Triple H Shawn Michaels one. I feel like that was the. That was the, the was that the that was in uh, so H. that was Michael leading was bad blood yeah 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 that was leading up to the uh, that was part of that summer feud where Sean finally turned on Triple H I think and uh, they had that series of matches that summer I believe the last one was that SummerSlam maybe it was bad but blood yeah. 2004 June 2004 yeah 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 so which by the way I always thought it was funny the bad blood in your house was with two D's. But then when they started doing bad blood yeah. pay-per-views, they just made it to Wendy. You had to be very distinctive back then with your marketing. Uh, okay, so actually my third one is CM Punk versus Ryback. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, God. <laughs> Brad Maddox. <laughs> uh, they, guys, there was, a, there was Edge and Edge and Undertaker had a great one at SummerSlam. Um, but I, but, but Oh, that was a good one, too, when he got chokeslammed to hell. Yes, but Taker and Randy Orton. Do you remember that one? The uh, Oh, when Bob Orton was like the manager? Yes. Yeah, that was oh, a great yeah. one. There's an iconic picture that Jimmy Cordeas always uh, puts out there where Cordeas is walking uh, Randy Orton to the back, and like Taker's on the stage. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Taker's on the stage, and he's like, yeah, on the on the hell in the cell, and he's, oh, such a great picture. Um, KO versus Seth Rollins was pretty good, too, when KO had the championship. That'll be the end of my honorable mentions and whatever. Anything else you want to steal from me, Daniel? I don't think I said anything else. Okay, we're good. Well, there is there is the, uh, the you know, the the famous six-way at Armageddon Hell in the Cell. Yeah, in that is true. That is a good that one. That had Steve Austin, Rakishi, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, and Kurt Angle um, all in that match. And uh, Kurt Angle was a champion. And actually, if I'm mistaken, he won. He stayed the champion. He did. Yeah, yeah. he did. That's um, when Rakishi gets choke slammed off the top into the truck. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty good one. It was a great one. And, and honestly, because with that many people in it, they really made it unique. And the only person that was missing, in my opinion, that one was Jericho. Um but um, you know that's just my personal take on it. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know who would. I don't think you replace Jericho. I think you just add Jericho. But then it'd be weird to add Jericho in the match. I don't know. That was the. I remember the Rock's iconic uh, promo before where he like inter- he like um, did uh, impersonations of everybody. Do you remember that? I did it. I did it for the people. I did it I for did. the Rock. When it's- don't go Steve Austin. I'm going to drink some beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, and then he told, uh, what was the one about Kurt Angle? I'm going to drink some milk. I want to drink some milk. I drink milk. <laughs> and then we're going to have three Viagra. That's what he said. Yeah. I'm going to take three I thought. Viagra. See, I thought that one was the one. I thought Kane was involved in it in some capacity because I remember him yeah. doing a Kane impersonation when he did that. No, no, that was later on. He did. That was later with the NWO, I think. But I always like, I always get mixed up and think British Bulldog was in that match, but he was, he might have been in Armageddon the year before when he first came back. 
Yeah, the, and they were they put him in like the main event picture, and then he quickly went down to the to the hardcore title division. Yeah, yeah. that was that was well. But yeah, he got uh, is that the one where he got uh, Brock Bottom and some birch and dog shit? That was after. That was after the fact because I remember when he first came back, he only did like one or two matches like in his old gear, and then he went to the blue jeans. Yeah. But that whatever match that was, it was a big six man or something, and he and he wore his old British Bulldog gear. But you know, I always think he was in that cell match, but he wasn't. You know, another one that uh, we forget and um, uh, we didn't we didn't bring up, and it was actually a really good one. It was um, it was uh, back right after the Shield broke up, and it was uh, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, where J and J Security were part of yeah. that too, and. I miss J and J security. You're just reading off a list at this point. <laughs> no, I literally, I pulled it up and I was like, I forgot about it. You're right. I, of course I saw it on the list, but that was, I forgot how good that was. That was, did you show. say list? Yeah, Cause Jericho and triple H had a really good one as well. You just made the list. That was the one that ended uh, Tim White's career. That uh, hell in the cell match. Which one? The Jericho and triple H. Oh, wow. That's the one. Yeah. Timmy White's career. Yeah, my favorite sure wrestler of all time until now is Charles Robinson. But yeah, so we could talk bad ones here. Go ahead, let's throw some bad ones out there. I'll, I'll throw the first tag team match. When you said the other tag team matches, let's not forget DX versus the McMahons in the Big Show. Oh yeah, uh, I think I want to forget that. Yeah, I think uh, I think the uh, Spirit Squad was involved in that. Perhaps mm-hmm. I think uh, Big Show's butt was involved in that. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything bad about the Spirit Squad because we'll talk about them some other time, and I think they get a bad rap. But um, but in this angle, in the DX, the watered-down DX, and Big Show just being thrown in just because, you know, to have somebody besides the McMahons working against DX, um, that was that was that that did not need to be a hell in the cell. I'm pretty sure my worst one, is, and, and this may have just been a regular cage match, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a... And now that I'm thinking about it, I think it is. But Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Was that Hell in the Cell? It was, was Hell in the Cell. And just booed out of the building for the the ending of that match. And and we had big hammers. We had toolboxes. We had red lights. Oh, oh. Lord help us. I kind of miss Bray Wyatt, though. I miss it for the, like, I, I felt bad for those two guys. It's not their fault. Absolutely, but that would be my my worst. Oh. oh, I mean, you brought up uh, CM Punk and Rayback. I was not a good fan. Yeah, good old Rayback. <laughs> hey, do you know that? Like, I just realized this looking through the list. You know, they were in two back to back Hell in a Cell. Was the second one when the Shield debuted? The I think or the no, first because they debuted at Survivor Series. No, but right. like they, uh, it was Punk against Ryback and Heyman the next year after the one with Brad Maddox. That's right. I like calling. That's right. I like calling Ryback. Rayback. Rayback. Good old Rayback. <laughs> I want my Rayback. 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 There's there's another one that that stands out that I don't know if you can officially call it a Hell in a Cell, but it did have the cell over top of the big blue cage. And since we've talked about him several times tonight, oh, <clears> big boss man Al Snow. The, the kennel from hell. Yeah. The kennel from hell match. <laughs> oh, that was probably the worst. That's probably the worst one in history. Dogs pooping in there. It's not the only match that's ever been the shits from Al Snow, but <laughs> it certainly <laughs> had, had some dog mess in it. We're on live <laughs> TV, pal. <laughs> Let's see. 
I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking since, you know, we got people looking at lists and stuff. Uh, the war, the rank number one ranked worst one of all time was Seth Rollins Rollins versus the Fiend. Yeah, I, it doesn't get much worse than that. Oh yeah, we can't. Taker Boss Man was number two. Very oh, good. That, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, number three, CM Punk versus Ryback and Paul Heyman. All three we've mentioned so far. Uh, four Punk versus Taker Hell in the Cell nine. I, I don't remember that one. Maybe that's why. Punk had zero offense, it said. Uh, he, okay, let's see. And then last but not least, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, Hell in a Cell 2018. I don't recall that one. Ooh, Taker versus Shane at WrestleMania was awful as well. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't know why, but I guess I'll, I like that one. Not not like yeah. that as in like it's on my top five or anything. I just like that. I don't, I don't consider it my... I consider there's been other ones worse than that for sure. Shane looked like Superman in that match, and it just didn't make sense. Yeah. And play, it didn't the, the booking of that match didn't make sense anyway. After like, you know, well he loses, and Vince, he, still gets, he loses, and he still gets the spot. He still that was right, funny. right. And plus, yeah. Vince like recruited the Undertaker to like, you know, it's like since when is the Undertaker going to listen to what Vince says? All and, the time we talking about, and yeah, the well, very next we, we found well, that, but we found that recently that whatever Vince wants, Taker did. So. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, it's like it didn't make sense going in and then coming out. Yeah, the whole gimmick was that you know yeah. he he would lose his you know control of Raw and then he didn't. So yeah, that was that the booking of it was the really bad part of it. Good point. Yeah, old, point. old Roman Reigns was in a lot of those worst 11 of all time, but new Roman, the Roman that I acknowledge, I didn't acknowledge that Joker uh, in his former shell prior, but this, but, but the tribal chief, I will acknowledge him. He's done something that I don't know that anybody has ever done in the history of wrestling for me, and they've changed my mind. Well, we'd, uh, love, to hear, we'd love to hear your guys' opinions of your, your favorite Hell in the Cell matches. Um, you know, get us all on social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. Let us know your thoughts and what you say, or what you think that is on that. Um, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, love to hear it. Hey, hey, speaking of calling, you know, speaking of that, Carl Elbow needs to have a shirt, a Hell in a Cell shirt, and then and then you can not only do they put it down there because it's the best wrestling apparel there is today, but then you can use promo code Ringside and save ten percent on your on your order. Uh, when you buy that shirt, you can do it on anything on Calling Elbow, but imagine if they had a Hell in a Cell shirt. That's what I'm, I'm calling Rod right now, and I'm going to tell him to make a Hell in a Cell shirt for him. Well, that, that, may be, uh, that may be trademarked, so maybe heck in a sec. Heck in a sec! <laughs> heck in a sec, man. Which, that was one of the episodes we had last last um, year. It was called Heck in a Sec, or something like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. It was either Heck in a Sec or... Heck of a sizzle, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I had to look back <laughs> at what it was. No, sizzling there everywhere. Um, guys, thanks for listening. You can get us all on the podcast avenues, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or just go to TuneIn Radio app, or just ringsidepodcast.com. There's many different ways to listen to it. I didn't name them all. Uh, as I mentioned before, on the social media, the Twitter, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook, at Ringside Podcast. Individually on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSV. And I am at Eric on the air. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll have a guest next week. Can't tell you who it is yet, but it'll be awesome. We'll announce it uh, in the weeks on social media. Be true to follow. In the meantime, but between time. Until next time, you can catch us ringside. As God is my witness, the podcast is broken in half. <laughs> See ya.